Good evening, guys. I hope everyone has had a good Monday. That's a bad word to say, right? But anyway, some of us that don't work on Monday, raise your hand. Me, I've had a pretty good day. So I'm not bragging, not flexing. I I like Mondays. They don't bother me anymore. Well, I know, I know. Well, some of us have to work but on Monday. But I hope everyone's had a great Monday, right? You're supposed to have <laughs> good Mondays. So. I don't remember what day was the first day of fall, but anyway, just the other day. Yesterday. Was the, in theory, yeah. it's the first day of fall, but we live in Texas, and so Texas is very confused about what it's supposed to be doing. But So supposedly, summer has come to a close. I don't know about y'all, but we had a very busy summer, uh, busier than we've had in a while, but it was a fun busy. We have had birthday parties, weddings, baby showers, um, all the things. And we have one more birthday party this weekend, and then I think we're finished burning up the highway for a while. We think. Uh, we, don't we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Headed on the highway. <laughs> it's been it's uh, been a really man. good summer. We hope you enjoyed your summer, and now it's supposedly, in theory, officially fall. So maybe at some point we'll get to wear a hoodie and not have, you know, a heat stroke. I'm not really sure though. So anywho. And with her saying that, well, I'll just jump right in. Good, great segue. As your family grows. And as you get older, change happens. Change happens. Wait, um, I forgot to say something. Uh-oh. For those of you that are watching online rather than listening, I had my shirt on first, so he's <laughs> copying me. We won't discuss who finished the 5K first. We'll just say he's copying me wearing his Choctaw Nation Labor Day 5K shirt because I had mine on first. Okay, sorry. Go ahead with your change. As you get older <laughs> and as your family grows, change happens. And I think, and I know for a fact, growing up, we always put a negative thing when we say change. Why do we do that? Because no one likes to change. Because when we change, when change happens, just like the word says, we have to do something different. And nobody likes different things. In this house, there's someone I will not mention because they're not here in the room to to uh, defend themselves, they like everything to be boom, boom, boom. They don't want to hiccup in anything, right? That's okay. That's, I think sometimes that's how we were made. But guess what? Change is important. Change is important for a lot of reasons. But I think, and I might get ahead of myself, I'll come back if I do. Change is important for a lot of reasons. But I think the number one thing that change brings and that we have to have is change brings growth. If you are not changing, you are not growing. And yes, how many know growing up, you'd go to your mom and say, Mom, my arms are hurting. Oh, my legs are hurting. What's going on? And what would she say? Those are growing, growing pains. pains. Oh, and as I got older, I got what that, what that, what she was meaning. My body's changing. I'm getting older. Muscles are getting bigger. Limbs are growing longer. I'm changing change hurts I mean you can look at it as I didn't ask if I could use this but I'll ask her later she'll say it's okay <laughs> I have a daughter-in-law and she's mm. she's pregnant with another grandbaby her body is going through the change again it's changing as that baby grows and that does not feel good it hurts a little bit right so we gotta know going into this when we change we can't expect change to feel good I mean, maybe some change does, but a lot of times change does not feel good. But we got to know going into change, the end result is going to look better than what it did when we started. 
right? Because I can take, what, two years? Two years now, I had decided to change the way I looked because I didn't like it. And I'm going to tell you, every day that I made the decision to change, it hurt. I didn't want to get up and work out. My body ached. I didn't want to get up and eat right because cake's way better than chick, uh, grilled chicken. I'd be, just be honest, okay? When we change, it does not feel good. But the result of us changing mm. brings across good things. Good things happen. So when someone says, hey, we may have to change some things, don't take it as negative. Take it as, okay, we're going to maybe taking some trash out and putting filling with trash good things. So it's not all bad. I mean, do you agree? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we were talking about what would we name this episode. And what came to my mind was change is not a four-letter word. And Grant was like, well, yeah, it's not a four-letter word. I'm like, come on now. It's not uh, what I mean. Change is not a four-letter word. But like he said, you don't ever want to change because the same is comfortable. And I was actually talking to someone today, and um, we were talking about um, specifically, you know, some things that in the American church that need to change. And we were talking about how is that change going to come about. And with anything in life, the nothing changes until the pain of the same becomes worse than the pain of the change. And sometimes you don't know that until you make the change. Now, when Grant was talking about change is good and change is necessary, sometimes you don't see the benefits of a change until you're violently shoved into it and you're in the midst of it. And sometimes you need a change so that you can change your mind shift, so that you can change your thinking. Because, um, you know, we were, I was also in a meeting today when we were talking about like continually growing, continually changing. And I said, you know, my uncle, who was our pastor in Oklahoma, he said, the moment that you think that you've arrived and you're there and you've got it all figured out, is a very dangerous moment because none of us have ever got to the place where we were have arrived and have no more growing to do and if you ever get to the place where you think that oh hey I've arrived I'm wonderful you might want to as they said back in the day check yourself before you wreck yourself because that's a dangerous place to be and so regardless I mean let's you can think about a physical change like Grant and his workout now he's healthier and we are going to have him around longer than had he stayed on the path he was on. Um, and then you can do a location change. Y'all all know our story. We moved states. And it has been amazing for our family. It's been a great thing for our family. So a change in scenery. And then sometimes that change in scenery makes you appreciate what was your mundane and normal. So now when we go back home to Oklahoma and we see everybody, it's enjoyable, we enjoy it. We don't we don't see things kind as like I don't know. I guess things you took it's for not granted. The everyday norm. Yes, it's yes. It's not the everyday norm. It's not your everyday norm. We go hmm. back, we appreciate, we enjoy visiting. Now, we're still glad we live in Texas. We we were, we were going to stay in Texas, but we enjoy going back and it um, not that Oklahoma is more valuable than it was but you see it in a different perspective and you appreciate things that you may have taken for granted before. 
and then there are times when you go through change that is necessary to change your mindset because sometimes you can get stuck in tradition and old ways of thinking and you just take things for face value and sometimes a uh, a forced change or a, or a quick change will make you kind of step back and reevaluate. And sometimes you need to do that um, so that you make sure, hey, this is really what I think about this. And, and um, I don't know if you've ever driven on a gravel road, a dirt road. You drive in the ruts because that's where it's smooth. If you get out of the ruts, you get on the hard rocks and the gravel and it's and it's uneven, so you drive in the ruts where it's smooth. Okay, has anybody ever heard the word or the phrase stuck in a rut? Mm. If you're driving in the ruts where it's always smooth, then you're never venturing off. You're stuck in a rut. And so your thinking is going to be the same. Your outlook's going to be the same. You're not growing yourself. You're not broadening your horizons. Get out of the ruts. Speaking of what she just said, if you stay on the same road you've always been on and never got off to see something else. Example, today it happened to me. I don't know why I did it. I never do. I'm a guy, when I go somewhere, I go the same way I always go. That's me. I like going the way I know how to go, so I did it. But today I go to the park, and shout out to my nephew Bailey. He got me on this frisbee golf. It's so therapeutic. It's amazing. So I got me some frisbees, and I've been throwing them at the park. When I left, I got my bag on, got on my motorcycle, and started driving. And I said to myself, I got to uh, like a T in the road, and I said, hmm, I've never went to the right. Now remember, the right is unknown. That would have been change. I should have went to the left. It's right. My house is right there. But I said, I wonder what's to the right. Not knowing what the right was going to show me, I went right. And it was familiar until I got to the next T. I got to the next T in the road, and I should have went left because my house had been right there. But I went right again. And it took me around a curve to another curve, and I go straight away on this paved road, and I get to this spot I've never seen. I look to the right, and there's a beautiful housing addition. And I mean, these houses are beautiful. And I'm like, where has this been? It's been here the whole time. But I was too, but I didn't want to make a change to see different scenery, right? Sometimes in your life, you may need to go right, look at different scenery. Because sometimes the scenery that you're at, it's kind of bad. You may not need to be looking at that scenery. It may, it may be the reason that you're stressed out. Mm. You may need mm. to get a, get a better look at scenery. Remember they always say the grass is greener? That can be true. The, I, when I was a kid, I didn't believe that. It's not greener. You just want something different. Is that wrong? Is that so wrong? Is that so bad that I'm, I'm tired of being where I am? Because it's so everyday, mundane. Do the same thing. Wake up, go to sleep, go to work. Do, it's, I want something different. So cross the fence. And guess what? Just like Aladdin said, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Is that so bad? No, it's not bad. Because you never know. See, like she said, things in Oklahoma are more valuable. You know why? Because I don't see them every day. 
I have a different world now. So when I go back to where I'm from, I appreciate it. I am from Seminole, Oklahoma. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. That is where me, that is where, this is Choctaw, but I'm Seminole. That's where my people are. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm and very proud. That's where all of our roots are. That's where Very we much. got married. That's where we had Both our kids. kids. That's where we raised our kids until we moved here. Um, but sometimes you need a change in order to change your perspective. And sometimes things you've always just accepted as gospel truth, when you have a change, you'll be like, wait, hmm. And I mean, I'm trying to stay in on track here, but so many things are coming to mind. You can't stay with always people that look like you and think like you and are just like you. Otherwise, you're not going to ever broaden your horizon. Um, I've got somebody in my life that I, I she, if we had a dollar for every time I asked her these questions, um, I could pay for my anniversary trip. But I'm always asking her, how do you stay that calm and cool and collected? How do you not let your face say everything you're thinking? How do you keep your voice calm? Because if y'all know me, y'all know. Even if I've learned to keep my mouth shut, my face is going to tell you everything I'm thinking. But if I did not spend time with her and ask her these questions, I could be like, well, this is just how I am. I'm just going to keep being this way. But I know for me, if I'm going to grow as a person, if I'm going to grow as a professional, She's got skills that I need to learn. So I've got to be able, willing to change myself and to change the people I'm around rather than, you can't always have your yes group. I mean, yes, you need people in your corner, but you can't always have people that are like, oh yeah, that's great, that's wonderful, everything you say is fantastic. No, you're never going to grow that way. And people that only want yes people around them, they're very small people. And is that what you want to be? Because I don't. I want to grow. And so when you step out, whether it be to do personal growth, to do physical growth, like Grant was doing with his exercise journey, you have to be intentional and you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Just like when he was talking about growing pains when we were a kid, it's uncomfortable when you go to change something, when you challenge beliefs that you've held as gospel truth but then you're having to possibly deconstruct some of those beliefs and then reconstruct healthier ones you know and I know in the church world today um, a lot of uh, people are just they think deconstruction is a cuss word but um, I would challenge you what what happens if you have water damage in a home okay you have to go to the source of the water damage and if it damaged like um, the wood and the structural beams in your home you have to do a deconstruction process and you have to get rid of the bad boards and then you reconstruct with better boards so that your house doesn't collapse so for some of you I'm talking to us too that you believed certain things your entire life And as um, you're growing up and you're like, you know what? I just feel like there's more to this. I feel like there's more than what I've always known, what I've always believed to be true. 
you can go through a deconstruction process and dig in and find out what's behind this belief that I've always held so true. What's the true meaning behind it? And then you reconstruct your beliefs with a healthy truth, not something that you've always been told was true, but something you researched, you studied, and now you know it's true. That was a whole big segue. Yeah, there I'm, we I'm, go. I'm going to, what do you call it? I'm going to put it in, I'm just going to say it in the way that I, I would say it. Okay, this way I would say it. Because what she said is, wow, it's, I hope you're taking notes. That was good. Try to say this in a, in a good way. I'm going to say it like it's in my head. Your whole life, my whole life, I'm 46. I know, I look 25. But I'm 46. And uh, that was a joke. It was a bad joke, too. <laughs> terrible, Why did you say that when I was drinking sorry. my water? It was a terrible joke. Wow. But no, all your life, you were told something. And I'm talking about, you know, church-wise. And I, I, I'm, just, I'm making a statement here. Understand. If you're listening, understand my words. Everything the church taught me wasn't bad. I learned a lot of good, valuable things from the church. But my problem growing up, instead of, instead of I guess, looking at it deeper and getting understanding it for what I needed it for, I just shook my head and went on and said, okay, that sounds good. Once again, it was good. But as I get older, I'm looking back and saying, hold on a minute. Grant, what does that actually mean for you? Mm-hmm. What does that actually mean in your life? How can you put it to your everyday, going to Walmart, D.C., having kids, having grandkids, having a wife, put that in your everyday walk? Right? I'm not Daniel. I can't go in the lion's den. I'm not Joshua. I'm not walking around the wall seven times the last days, another seven. I'm not Moses crossing the Red Sea on dry land. I'm Grant Martin. I live in Cleveland, Texas. I'm a normal dude living a normal life, and I love Jesus. Okay? Now, back to Jesus here a minute. I was going to say something about when changing your 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 people around you, because so, your ideas are different. It makes you, it opens your perspective and you grow. Jesus, now listen to what I'm about to say. I'm about to blow your mind. I just thought this in my head. Jesus walked the earth. He was the king of kings. Who did he choose to be mm-hmm. around him all the time? Preachers? Negative. Is there a preacher around him? Negative. I don't think he picked a preacher. Hmm. Did he pick the college scholar? No. Nope. Right? No, I don't think so either. You know, he picked he picked the misfits, the fisherman, the tax collector, just the normal Joe, living a normal life, being a normal human. But he had nothing to learn, or did he? Or did he? How do you live? I want to walk beside you. How do you do life? How's how's it really affecting you today? He walked and he talked and he lived and he learned. It's true. And what do we do? When change comes, oh, we run the other way. No. Embrace it. Embrace it. I, you're what? not you're not like me, and I like that. Come here. Why aren't you like me? You tell me about why you're not like me. I should embrace it. I should learn from someone not like me, right? That's what this whole world's about. If you ever get me, this is funny, if you ever get me and Corey, my best friend, in the same room, we're not the same person. No, we're not. Actually, if I'm going to be honest with you, 
If you if I told you the story of us, you would say, How are y'all even friends? I don't know how he's your think friend. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> I don't know how he's your friend. I love sports. <laughs> I love sports. I love sports. He doesn't really care. He likes volleyball. He now. likes volleyball though. <laughs> what I'm saying is we're two different thinkers. We think different. He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'd be afraid to do what he does. <laughs> I'm being straight yeah, honest. We would I go could, hungry. Yeah, yeah, I would starve. I couldn't do it. But him, you give him an idea, yeah. he'll get it. He'll do it. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Me? I got to have a little more faith. I don't have that much faith. I got to know <laughs> right there it's going to be there and not, well, if I mess up, no, I don't want, but that's him, well, right? And the, but, Go ahead, sorry. But that, but that makes our friendship strong because we learn and we know and we grew with each other. And so I know how he lives. He knows how I live. And guess what? We're friends. We don't think the same. We don't look the same. We don't talk the same. We don't act the same. But guess what? God put us together for a reason. Yeah. Well, and um, I know that as Grant was growing up, he always talks like he used to um, kind of get frustrated with me because I would pose questions to him when it came to the Bible and why he believed what he believed. And he would... You know, when we first started having those conversations, when we first got married, he would get frustrated with me. He's like, why are you asking these questions? I'm like, why are you not? And so I feel like the the American church as we know it, they just want um, over, I'm talking like big C church across the... Yeah, we're not calling yeah. anybody's church out. No, 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 no. <laughs> just the American church is like, oh, no, 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 we're not allowed to question. Well, here's the deal. If Jesus is the Savior of the earth, and God is the father of the entire universe. If if a mom can handle a toddler questioning them, I'm pretty sure the creator of the universe can handle his children questioning. So, it's okay to question. And it's okay to dig in and find answers to those questions. And fun fact, those answers aren't always going to be, can I go ahead and say it? Those answers aren't always going to be what somebody behind a pulpit told you. I had a friend that <laughs> posted something today and I was like, holy moly, that is straight fire. And it said that some ministers have left the faith, but not the pulpit. Y'all, unfortunately... Sometimes the American church has become very commercialized and it's a, I don't know. If you want to use what the young kids say, they would say it's a like or a follow. Yeah. They're about that. Yeah. Follow us, like us, share us. We need all the followers we can. Well, I think, and once again, you need to take this as a, as a positive, as a people that, we were we raised in church. We bring, brought our kids to church. We still go to church. <laughs> and hear me out. I still go to a church. But we just have a feeling that there's so much more that we're all missing. Because it's not about the lights. It's not about the music. It's not about do you have more butts in the seats than I do. Y'all just go read Acts. Our job is to fellowship together, love our neighbors, and take care of those in need, and show them Jesus. 
And sometimes you need a change of perspective. You need a change of scenery to take blinders off and realize there is actually a great commission out there and there is a way to do it and there is a way to do it right. And at the end of the day, Jesus loves you. God loves you. And God is good. The world sometimes, sorry mom, the world sometimes sucks. Sometimes people in the world suck. But God is still good. Jesus still loves you. And we all still have a great commission to go. This is when I show the podcast, not that by myself. It's way better when she's here. A little quick story, and he don't listen to this, and I wish he did, but I, I, want, I'm never, I would never say his name. But I work with a young man. Well, I say young man. He's probably close to my age. And um, I'm just going to say this in a, in a, what do you call it when you say it correctly? The politically correct way to say this. He has a different sexual preference than I do. And I know that, and everybody knows that it works, but it's, it's not, he doesn't keep it a secret. But one day we were working, and I was doing, taking something down on the um, uh, uh, shipping dock. And he was working on the shipping dock. And he'd never stopped me before, and he stopped me. And he started carrying a conversation with me. And I don't even know why. I don't know why. I have no idea. He was telling me about his parents, how they were sick, and how somebody broke their hip, and how they had to have somebody there to take care of them. And they're driving him crazy as his parents. He don't know what he's going to do. And, and we just had, we had a conversation. That sucks. I don't think that's very fun. That don't seem very cool, you know. And every day to this point, if we He's see each other. What, the part that sucks is everything the young man was going. Yeah, through. everything the guy. That I told part him, no, was yeah, not good. yeah. Sorry, I told the he guy that. that. I said, <laughs> "What you're going through is terrible, man." Yeah. Who? That's man. I, I feel for you. And I told him about my dad. What I'm going through with him being sick, and we had kind of a similar story, you know. And every day since then, we have a conversation and we talk. Hey, how's it going at the house? Well, he tells me another story, right? But here, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, church people. Hear me out. That young man's never going to go to your church. He's never going to walk foot in your church. He just won't. He won't. Okay? You know what I got to do? I got to take Jesus to him. And guess what? I don't care if he does likes different things than I do. I could care less. You know what? I think Jesus cares less. You know what I think Jesus wants me to do? Show him love. Because you know what people work do? Judge him. Make fun of him. Not me. You know why? I could be him. What if I was him? I don't want Grant to come say something to me. Think about it. Think about it. You you should feel blessed that you're at where you're at. If, it, if Jesus is your heart and you go to church every Sunday and you're blessed, you should feel blessed and think, I could be that person. I could be that misfit that nobody cares about. But you're not. So you know what your job is? If you go to church, take all you can. Take all you can in your bucket. And you go out to your Walmart where you shop every day. Or you go to your Lowe's where you go shop every day. Or you go to the park where you walk every day. And you see those people that are less fortunate than you. And you share with them. 
And I don't mean get on a rock and start telling people they're going to hell. No. I mean carrying on a conversation and listen and communicate with him like a normal person. You know what Jesus did the best? He is the greatest at it. I love the stories I hear Jesus. Jesus found people that were not living right. And it blows my mind. He never brings their wrongdoing up until the very last minute. And then he just says, hey, go and sin no more. Go, you're good. Nobody's here. The woman that was getting stoned, he never mentioned to her the wrong thing she did. No, he didn't do it. He just said, hey, where are those, where are those people that were throwing rocks at you? I don't know where they at. Oh, they're gone. Get up. Clean off. The lady at the well, that's, my, that's the most beautiful story in the world. If you listen to what Jesus did, listen to what Jesus did. We need to be doing that. We need to find our water well moments. Mm. Say, can I get a drink of water? Hey, can I get a drink? Hey, is it cool if I get a drink, man? You, you want me to give you a drink? Yeah, I do. I would love to have a drink. And at the very end, he said, here, I'm going to give you a drink. No. And she goes, without knowing really what happened, you need to come see this guy that told me things that I don't know how he knew. You see what he did? He made a com- connection with her and a relationship with her. No, see, we're missing that it. out. We're missing that it. part out. Jesus well, didn't go and go to everybody. No. Because he, here's the deal. He could come to me and say, Tina, you spend money on ridiculous things. Grant, you drink too many Celsius. Hey, now. It's the truth. He could go to, we, not one of us is perfect. We all have our skeletons we keep in our closet. I don't care who you are. You all have a vice. Everybody has a vice. Fun fact, just because I'm comfortable with my vice and I'm not comfortable with yours does not make yours my business. Hmm. Jesus went and loved people. Why can't we just go love people? Why can't we just go love people? Why do we have to go get caught up on so many things that don't mean a hill of beans at the end of the day? Just go love people. I'll leave you with this. It's my time to go. It's our time to go. It's going to be really funny, and we're going to be all really shocked when we all get to heaven, and we look to our right and to our left, and we see somebody. We said, how in the world did they get here? Fun fact, somebody's probably thinking the same about you. You sure are. How did you get here? So you know what we need to do? We need to go out like the like the people in Acts he was talking about and take it to them. Take it to them. Start start talking to people that maybe you don't think you can you can talk to. You know what? It's real funny. If you find somebody easy to talk to people, I'll tell you a secret. If you find something that they're interested in and you start a conversation with that. You get a great conversation going. You will. You'll you'll find out things about you didn't know. Maybe they like um, vanilla ice cream with caramel syrup. I can't stand it. Maybe they like it, right? But you'll hear all kind of ways they make their vanilla ice cream. And we think, well, Grant, how in the world is that ministry? That that's talking about ice cream. Because really? the next time when they need to talk about something of the matters of the heart. They remember that you took the time to care. That's right. And they know you care. See, It's l- not a put on. No. Lis- Don't fake care. Listening oh. is one of the most important parts of ministry that I think we skip out on. We don't listen. We always want to fix. That's another topic. I'm really on that. I'm Man, God's working on me on that. 
All my whole life, I was taught to fix people. Fix them, fix them, fix them, fix them, fix them. Fix them according to who's standard. I'm not a fixer. Mm-mm. I'm not a fixer. I'm a lover. I love. Hey, my job to fix you. It's my job to say, hey, you okay today? I've done it. It's amazing what people do if you ask them. It's most, some people tell you, life's not going good for me. Oh, shoot. And you know a problem with us? We don't really mean it when we say it, and some people tell us. Don't say it unless you want to hear people say what's really wrong with them. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Oh, this happened. Now you got to listen. But guys, this has not been meant to be negative. If you got anything negative out of it, it wasn't meant that way. This is all positive. I think as a whole, as a church as a whole, we can all come together and say, it doesn't matter if you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're Native American, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're gay, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're rich, if you're poor, that stuff does not matter. At the end of the day, come on, we really talk about being like Jesus? Yep. Let's quit talking. Let's be like Jesus. Because mm-hmm. you know what? He never got on a platform and said, Hey, Jesus here. Jesus here. You know what he wow. did? He said, Don't say a word when you leave. Be quiet. Just go. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. I'm just saying. Read it. When he healed people, Hey, don't say a word. Just go. You know what they would do? They were so excited. It was bubbling outside. They couldn't hate. They couldn't handle it. Right? Let's be like Jesus. I know, way longer than yeah. we should have. I'm yes. sorry. Yes, yes, we are. But just <sighs> when change comes about, don't always think it's wrong. Because we have made some great strides in just our thinking <laughs> and kind of a reset of what really matters with a change that we didn't plan on. So don't automatically say that change is a four-letter word because it's going to grow you, it's going to stretch you, and you're going to be better for it. Wow. I. That's it. That's it, guys. Um, hey, let's go have a great week. You want to? My week starts tomorrow. My Monday's tomorrow. I know it's Tuesday, but it's tomorrow. I'm ready to knock it out. Let's have a great week. Let's thank our change. Let's thank our changing. Let's change our thinking. See, I'm already messed up. Let's change our thinking. It's okay to go to the other side of the fence. Yeah. Take a look. Yeah. It may be pretty over there. What really matters? What exactly really right. Matters. What really matters? Hey, go love on somebody. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.